Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. This podcast is brought to you by one of my fave jewellery brands, Sweet Rosie Jewellery. Owned by Rosalind Morrison, who is also the exceptionally talented designer behind the brand, Rosalind is not only a Glasgow gal, but she's also a member of the GGC and so to have her as the first sponsor is totally amazing. If you check out sweetrosie.co.uk and at Sweet Rosie Jewellery on both Facebook and Insta, I can guarantee you will fall for the designer ranges showcased and what's more, Rosie's creations are affordable so don't come with a crazy price tag. And if you have any sentimental jewellery that you'd like remodelled into something a bit more modern, and I'm sure that's the case for most, I'm sure we've all got some sentimental jewellery in our jewellery boxes, then that is another service offered by Sweet Rosie. My mum, gran, aunt, cousin and more have all had this done, so I know firsthand of the gorgeous transformations. Having made jewellery for over 20 years, her pieces have been seen on an array of celebs including Gok Wan, Vern Cotton, Josie Gibson, Michelle Keegan and that is to name just a few. She was also recently asked by MTV USA, after a partnership with MTV UK, to create bespoke items to go in 25 VIPs goodie bags, including none other than the swoon face that is Bradley Cooper. Yes, Bradley Cooper will have something by Sweet Rosie Jewellery. So I can def, def, definitely recommend Sweet Rosie Jewellery and it's so worth checking out sweetrosie.co.uk on the run up to Christmas, ladies. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for y'all. This week we caught up with the super positive coach, trainer and speaker Kirsty Ann Ray. Kirsty speaks to us about her daily routine which helps her to create a positive and healthy mindset on a daily basis. She also chats to us about NLP, hypnotherapy and a bit about meditation as well. So this is a great podcast to listen into if you're looking to add things to your daily routine which can help you with things like anxiety, stress or basically just being a wee bit more positive day to day which I'm sure many of us could feel like they need a wee help in hand with. So without further ado, over to Kirsty. Welcome Kirsty to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast. Thank you very much. Not at all. Thank you so much for joining us on this Dreek Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording live from Versanta in the Merchant City, which is a gorgeous space downstairs in the hideout. So that is where we are today. So, Kirsty, I just, I, we've obviously recently connected. Yeah. Um, we've started doing a bit of work together. You're helping me with a lot of different bits and bobs. Um, and I just think that you're one of the probably the most unique persons I have met. Um, the knowledge that you have about the human brain, the human mindset, the human body in terms of physicality and fitness is crazy. Um, and I just thought that the listeners would absolutely love to hear from you, love to learn from you, and just find out a bit more how they can connect with you, um, you know, out with this podcast they might want to come and, and chat to you so if we can just really start from the beginning Kirsty, with your story because obviously you're not from Glasgow nope not originally so where, where are you from <laughs> let's start from there so yeah um, I'm originally from uh, I'm originally from a, a lovely little place called Germiston just outside of Johannesburg and that is over in sunshiny South Africa what a difference yeah just, just a little different <laughs> a little different yeah so um, I was born over there my mum's South African uh, lived there 
there for the first five years of my life, then moved to Cape Town, which is beautiful. Okay. I spent the next couple of years there and then back in 91, moved over to Scotland. Wow. And how did you find the move from being somewhere so warm and sunny to being somewhere a wee bit colder? <laughs> I think it was, do you know, it was really weird at first. And I think one memory that always sticks out in my head. So we moved over, um, I think it was October. The October, we moved over in winter time, and it was freezing, absolutely freezing. Um, but it wasn't until May the next year, so my birthday is in May, and I remember I was in my primary school and I was standing like shivering in the girls' toilets uh, at break time because it, it felt like it was freezing. So obviously May in Scotland's not really that cold a month. Yeah, it's and, their best month. Oh yeah, yeah, it was like a pretty that that's coming towards summer. And uh, a couple of my friends came in, they're like, why aren't you coming outside? I'm like, it's freezing. And it's like, when is summer coming? And I just remember they were laughing their heads off. They're like, Kirsty, it's almost summer. And um, at the time, I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's so cold here. I'm stuck here forever. Um, so I've since acclimatized and now I'm rubbishing the heat. But um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I think... From a weather point, it was really weird, and culturally, it was also really, really okay. different from South Africa. So, what 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 are the differences culturally then? Um, I think in the first instance, what, one thing I always remember as a, a young girl in South Africa is a lot of people have a different sense of gratitude okay. and appreciation. So, for example, we have the NHS over here. Yes, you don't specifically have that level of healthcare over in South Africa. Okay, uh, I think even similar things like with the schooling. Um, so you are entitled to an education here in South Africa. Not everyone gets an education. Oh, God, um, okay. And I, I think my both my parents, my dad in particular, my dad's actually originally from Glasgow, very much instilled in us from a young age to, to be grateful for everything you have. And that's something that's followed me into adulthood. Okay. But that was one thing I found, even coming into primary school, that was odd because you'd hear kids saying, oh, well, I want that, I don't have that. I want this, I don't have this. Whereas, again, when I was a kid in South Africa, you know, I, I was grateful for everything. Yep. And um, one of my best friends was a girl called Tulani. So in Cape Town, where we lived, uh, our neighbours across the way, they had uh, a live-in housemaid, and Tulani was her daughter. Okay. She was my absolute best friend. Okay. Um, but again, culturally, so back then, that was very much just post-apartheid. Okay. Um, which meant, you know, it was a time where South Africa and South African government were looking to bring more equality between the races. Okay. Um, so it was very rare for a lot of white people to spend time with black people, but Tulani was my best friend. And... To me, people are people. Colors are relevant. Yes. You know, we're all human beings. Um, but in terms of the sense of gratitude and also that awareness of, you know, people are all people. Yep. Again, coming to Scotland, it was, it was really different because I was suddenly in an environment where it was predominantly Caucasian. Yep. And that's, you, you know, in the nicest way, people are people. Colors are relevant. But again, that was just it was totally different from what I was used to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that was um, a, a big change. Um, but certainly, you know, there's loads of incredible things in Scotland. For me, this is home. I'd, I'd never moved back to South Africa. It's an amazing country. But, but yeah. you're happy here. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think for, for anyone with kids here, um, it's something as simple as 
your kids can go and play in the back garden. Mm -hmm. They don't have a six foot high wall with barbed wire around it to keep them safe. Um, and again, where we were in Cape Town, that was different. We had a low wall. Yeah. I could just cross the road to spend time with my best friend. Um, but in Johannesburg, no, we didn't have that. You were in gated communities yeah. with high fences, with bars on the windows. Um, and again, so although, different, oh, it? totally different. Yeah. And although I was really young, you still remember that stuff. So yeah, I think in terms of that, the freedom over here, it was amazing because come home from school um, I grew up uh, in a town called Bishopton over here okay so you come home from school and it was like cool backpacks off I'm gonna put on another jumper because I'm still freezing yeah but <laughs> I can go run down the street and play with my pals I don't need to worry about barbed wire fences yeah. or anything like that so yeah well it's good it's great that you've had such a juxtaposition you've got like almost like the base of both you've experienced living in another country yeah. Um, but now you're settled. So you're settled in Glasgow. So, Brown, so tell us about what you do because you're, you're a, a woman of many talents. So what do I do? Brilliant question. Um, I think first and foremost, I work as a life and business coach, Laura. So I work with people essentially to get them from where they are to where they want to be. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're, we're born. Yep. And for so many of us, we have incredible dreams when we're young. You know, you want to do amazing things with the world. You believe you can achieve yep. everything. Yep. And you're so passionate to follow that. And then life happens. And what I mean by that, whether it's going through schooling and you're told you can't do this, you shouldn't do that, this is the norm. Yep. Whether it's coming out of school and you're following whatever path you're told to follow by parents, by teachers, by other influences. And for a lot of people, that's when they make up rubbish in their heads. Yes. And they think, well, I have to do this because that's what I do. Or I have to think this or I have to behave like this. Whereas in the nicest way, that's nonsense. It's total rubbish. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Um, so what I do is I work with people to actually get them to realize their passion and purpose. What is it, what is it they really want out of life? Yep. And what are the steps to take to get there? Um, and you know, I do this through a combination of um, using NLP, cognitive reprogram, hypnotherapy, but also strategic mindset changes. Okay. And some of this stuff works on an instant level where you work with the subconscious mind and implement change then and there. Other strategies work more in the long term. Okay. So similar to the way cognitive behavioral therapy gives you tools and things to tap into, some of these mindset strategies, they work in the long term, whereby you're doing things consistently to rewire your mind to give you the neural pathways for your own happiness and success. Um, wow. And then, <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's good fun. Uh, and then on the business side, um, yeah, I work with I work with loads of people who are, either um, in the corporate environment where they're looking for leadership skills, mm -hmm. they're looking for peak performance to actually improve how they are in the workplace and how they can progress to the next promotion, the next level. Um, and predominantly, I work with small business owners. So these are men and women who are literally looking to make the most incredible difference in the world with their business. Yep. And they've got blocks in the way. Yes. So those blocks could be something as simple as, okay, well, actually, how do I create a video or Facebook Live? Or how does digital marketing work and all yes. that weird online SEO and other stuff? Um, <laughs> but also then looking at mindset in terms of, you know, for so many business owners, they've gone from a place of being an employee mm -hmm. and it's a completely different behavior. When you're your own boss, 
you don't have anyone telling you what to do and that's great for a lot of people they also struggle yeah because they didn't think okay what is that i'm actually doing i don't have a nine to five anymore I don't have this sugar. I've got to pay my bills. What am I doing? Yes. Um, and this is where, again, I'll work with them to look at, okay, what nonsense are you telling yourself? Mm-hmm. What new beliefs do you actually want? And what behaviors are going to move you forward with your business? Um, so that's that's the kind of core of what I do. Okay. Um, and a lot of it for me, it's, it's asking questions so that you as individuals can get really clear in your head on what is it that matters to you what's important yes. and what in the past has been holding you back so that then you can create that roadmap for your dream life and also then have the steps to make it happen because i think sometimes you know people have amazing dreams and that's great yep but it's like if if you wanted to get from here down to london and you're traveling by car for example yeah kind of need a map yes. goodness knows where you're going to go so it's the same with coaching it's a case of amazing okay you're asking loads of questions and then out with the coaching side it's stepping in almost as a mentor to say brilliant so let's now look at what are the steps to get you there um so yeah that's that's wow <laughs> i mean that's it in a nutshell so talk to us about what is nlp what is that for people that don't maybe no already yeah so nlp nlp stands for neuro-linguistic programming so putting fancy words aside basically it's a set of tools techniques and modeling processes that help you work with your mind okay um the biggest thing with nlp is um if you think of your mind as two parts so you have the conscious mind mm-hmm. so for example while we're talking just now we're doing this on a very conscious level when yep. we're here when the now the subconscious mind is almost like the computer. So it holds all your files and all your programs. Mm-hmm. What happens, as with any computer, when you put information in and programs in, it files it away. So just to give you an example, yep. anxiety. Anxiety yep. is something um, I work with loads of clients on. Um, so you come into the world as a newborn baby and then something happens. And maybe it's a big event, or maybe it's lots of small events. Mm -hmm. But in your mind, that goes into a filing cabinet, and it says, this is how you do anxiety. Mm -hmm. It then means any time you come across a similar event, uh, what your brain does, it goes rifling through its filing cabinet, the same way a computer would, and it says, oh, cool, here's anxiety. Now this is how you're gonna do it. So for some people, when they're doing anxiety, it's shortness of breath, it's like a panic attack. Yep. For others, they can get really aggressive in that that's sort a defense mechanism. For some, it's very much you just wanna curl up in a ball. Everyone does it differently. Mm-hmm. So with NLP, what we do is we go into that filing cabinet Okay. And we change the thought. So you go back in and you've still got that original memory. Yes. In that filing cabinet, but you change the thought around it. And when you change the thought, that changes the feeling. Okay. And when you change the feeling, that changes the action. So it's kind of like a loop. You've got your thought, feeling, action loop. Okay. So let's say instead of anxiety, you feel calmness. Yes. That then means when your brain goes to its filing cabinet, it says, cool, okay, what do you do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, here's the thought. The thought is calmness. Here's the feeling. The feeling is relaxation, well-being, the ability to handle anything. Mm-hmm. So here's the action. The action is in those situations, all of a sudden, ah, you're breathing oh. and you're processing. Um, now, don't get me wrong, NLP, it's not, 
purely for anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing set of tools and techniques you can use, not just for mindset. Mm -hmm. You can use them in the workplace for changing behaviors. Um, They're hugely powerful for leadership. But yeah, it's basically a combination of tools, techniques. um, To reprogram your mind. Pretty much, yeah. That is, I mean, it's an amazing, amazing thing. It's only recently it seems to have come into the forefront, although it's obviously been going on for a long time. There seems to be... A real focus on this idea of yeah, you know, looking after your mind, and I think it's I think it's a good thing because it allows people that maybe haven't dealt with things in the past to really look at things and and manage it as well. And you also do hypnotherapy. Yes, that's right. So what what is hypnotherapy then, and how does it how does it differ? So hypnotherapy, um, actually, for most NLP practitioners, they will also touch on hypnotherapy okay. as well. Um, especially um, Richard Bandler and John Grinder, the basically the creators and founders of NLP, they modelled excellence, including. Um, top hypnotherapist. So okay. there's a gentleman called Milton Erickson. For anyone who's interested in hypnotherapy, I urge you check out Milton Erickson. Some of his videos, uh, earlier videos. Um, what an incredible human being. But anyway, um, so in terms of hypnotherapy, that is essentially where you take your brain into a place of trance. Okay. So I think for some people, you know, they'll think of you know your stage hypnotists who get yes. people up to dance like chickens and take their clothes off. And don't be wrong, yes. You know, hypnotherapy can be used for that kind of comedy value. Yes. That's not what as practitioners we use it for. Okay. So um, <laughs> good to know. Yeah. Um, not not something I've personally done. Um, but yeah. So with hypnotherapy, the the beautiful advantage is you can you can go straight to the subconscious mind. To essentially, you can have a conversation. You can create new pictures. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of it is, you're aware of everything the whole time. So again, I think for some people, they think, oh, heck no, I'm not interested in that because mm-hmm. it's some weird voodoo stuff. It's not at all. Okay. Uh, and a perfect example I give. So you know when you're you're driving. Yes. And all of a sudden you end up at your destination. You're like, uh, wait a minute, how the heck did I get here? Yeah. I don't even remember taking that turn. Basically, that's you in a trance. Okay. It's the most natural thing we do. And again, you know when you daydream? Yes. And you're imagining that beautiful holiday, you're on the beach, you're tanning, you maybe don't have your six pack, but it's all good because you've got your cocktail in hand. (laughs) And again, that's you going into a trance. That's a form of self-hypnosis. Okay. So hypnotherapy as a whole, um, you get loads of practitioners nowadays using it for mindfulness. Yep. From meditation. Those are both forms of hypnosis. Okay. In terms of actually using it with clients, it's brilliant for things like phobias okay it's incredible for things for example say you're struggling to lose weight mm-hmm. brilliant will change the picture in your head and your association with food okay. to a healthier association and again with hypnotherapy this is something especially with my clients mm-hmm. they can also do themselves at home right and okay. much as seeing a hypnotherapist is hugely powerful the sound of your own voice is the most hypnotizing thing you will ever hear. So again, I also like to educate clients on, okay, these are ways you can hypnotize yourself to create more in your life, whether that's more happiness, more success, more peace, whatever it is. That's exciting. So if I was to self-hypnotize them at at home, what would you say I should do? What should you do? Um, Okay, one of my favorite apps 
is called Insight Timer. It's okay. amazing. Okay. So I think it's kind of advertised as a meditation-y type app. Uh, there's so much more it can do. So I would say whether it's Insight Timer or another app, okay. get something with some really nice relaxing music. Yep. So you've got that playing in the background. Okay. Then you want to use the record function on your mobile phone. Okay. And this is going to sound a bit cheesy, but honestly, Laura, it's so, so good. Um, but basically, you want to record yourself mm -hmm. talking through whatever it is you want. So what you want to do is paint that beautiful picture in your head. Okay. So you have your insight timer or whatever other chilled music playing in the background. Yes. You hit the record button. Okay. And then this is where you start painting your picture. Okay. So you'd open it. And I generally say start off giving yourself something that's going to start calming you down. Okay. Because it also changes your brain waves to a more relaxed state, which means you're going to absorb information. So talk yourself through taking some deep breaths. And okay. this is where you tell yourself, okay, Laura, if you can take some deep breaths. Okay. And again, I know it sounds cheesy and a bit <laughs> crazy, but trust me, it's brilliant. Oh, I like the sound of it. If you start off talking yourself through doing some deep breathing, mm -hmm. and that's where it's time to start painting your picture. Okay. So this is where you can talk you through. Okay, and now, if you imagine those few months into the future and see how wonderfully the launch went. So that's quite ambiguous. Right. The reason you're keeping it ambiguous is so your beautiful brain can paint that picture. Okay, okay. And then imagine how great you'll feel and what wonderful feelings will you have? So again, you're asking yourself a question because yes. the thing is your mind loves questions. It's always gonna give you answers. Okay. So that gives you the opportunity in this guided meditation slash hypnosis for your brain to then say, well, amazing, what feelings do you wanna have? Are you gonna be happy? Are you gonna be excited? Yeah. What earth are you gonna feel? And then from there, take yourself on whatever journey you wanna go. Okay. You know? Imagine so keep speaking. Absolutely. Keep leading your brain, yeah. if you like. And pauses are great in between. So it's up to you how long you want to do it for. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where, what's the purpose of it? Okay. So if you want something you can listen to every night before bed, great. How long are you going to give yourself? Are you going to give yourself 10 minutes or half an hour? Okay. And that kind of lets you gauge, okay, well, how long do you want to be talking? Yeah. Also remember to leave pauses in between for your mind to start constructing the images. Okay. And then it means you're not just consistently talking. Yes, you want the visualization. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and one thing I would always suggest is what do you want your mind to leave with, i.e. the very last things you say. So again, if you're doing this specifically for bedtime, yep. then I would finish with something along the lines of, so now, Laura, as you come back into the room, you're gonna come back in with a sense of relaxation, ready to have a wonderful sleep. Yes. You're also gonna bring all these wonderful memories, behaviors, and feelings with you. Whereas again, if you're doing this, for example, as a morning visualization and hypnosis, then you're gonna change the tempo. And yeah. now, Laura, <laughs> as you come back into the room, you're gonna bring a renewed sense of energy and excitement for the day ahead with all these new feelings, resources, and images in your head. So it then means because you've taken your brain and your mind to a state where your subconscious is highly suggestible, okay. you're then kind of saying, well, amazing, what's next? Are you sleeping and chilling or are you getting set for the day and having loads of energy? Okay. So it leaves you in whatever state. And yeah. by state, yeah. I mean what kind of emotional place emotional you want to be. Emotional place. 
That is an incredible thing to do, actually. I will certainly swear. Insight Timer. Insight Timer, yeah. It's one of my favourites. Again, guys, if you want to use other apps, absolutely. There are other apps out there. There are (laughs) other apps. There are loads of other apps. You've also got, if you like whale music, go for it. Like, I think I used to to work as a a massage therapist, and I swear to goodness, I cannot hack whale music. I've heard so much of it that it's like, I don't want to hear them screaming. (laughs) You know, go be happy whales. I just don't want to listen to you. So do you, where, where would you get something like good music would you YouTube mm. like meditation music almost where would someone get a hold of something that's going to be good for like get, getting into a trance that's a brilliant question so um, it's personal preference you can go on YouTube there's yeah. relaxation things on Spotify Great. iTunes I think it's personal preference okay. so when I say relaxation you can go for things like pan pipes okay. if that's your cup of tea yeah. um, insight timer they've got a couple of set ambient noises okay. even actually googling ambient noise, ambient noise okay. um there's another thing called binaural beats so binaural beats. yeah the the theory behind binaural beats is again they're resonating at a specific level okay in terms of targeting your brain waves so you can get binaural beats for being energized you can get binaural mm. beats for relaxation okay separate from that you've got um isochronic tones right. and again similar to binaural beats they resonate on a specific level so you hear a specific tone okay and that again helps to feed into emotions and feelings um you can even pick your favorite piece of music so i love um oh, what is her name again christina perry thousand years oh i love that that oh, was my wedding song isn't she just incredible <laughs> yeah, so um lovely. so you could even pick like if you've got a favorite song find an instrumental or acoustic ah, version okay. have that in the background the main thing is it's something that you like okay. so as i say i would not record something with whale music because i'd be listening to it and i'd be thinking it would stay oh, rather than listen to this yeah 100 <laughs> percent. whereas i'd happily listen to tree frogs chirping with rainforest noise mm. um so yeah pick pick something that resonates with you lovely okay right that is amazing so you we have spoke at great length about your routine in terms of different things that you do which help um, show gratitude and you know you you do a lot of things that help sort of ground you get you out in nature could you tell us a wee bit about your routine because i think i think some people that's maybe something that they don't do at the moment is yeah. they've got their morning routine, maybe it's getting the kids to school, but they maybe don't take the time for themselves, which would maybe mm-hmm. help set them up or bring more good things in the future in terms of gratitude, which I'm sure we'll talk about. So talk to us about your routine. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I'm i a big believer in what I call your DMO, your daily method of operation. Um, and initially this stemmed more from some of my corporate project and strategic work in that so if you have a project Mm -hmm. you'll have specific tasks and things you want to undertake to get the end desired outcome yep your day and your life's the exact same the only difference is instead of it being a project you're dealing with feelings emotions in your mind so um what i do every day is i follow a set process to set up my mind for happiness. So my motto is your life is a collection of moments, fill them with happiness. Okay. So for a lot of people, what happens, you get up in the morning and it's like, oh my God, okay, I need, I need to have my coffee in the morning or my tea in the morning to get started. And then I've got to get out the door and I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And basically what you're then doing to your mind is you're saying, okay, 
all I'm functioning on doing is actually just getting to work or getting started. Yeah. And that's really nice, but actually it's not doing anything to set your mind up. Okay. Instead, if you bookend your day, so I have morning and evening routines. Okay. Then what it is, you're saying to your mind, this is how we're going to work. Okay. This is how you're going to play, sweetheart. Okay. Um, so it's a case of essentially taking control of how you want to feel. Yeah. What I do personally, um, and again, this is where, you know, for anyone listening, think about what's going to fit in best for you. Yes. But the processes I follow. So the first thing I do every morning is I fill my mind with amazing words and thoughts. So the first up to 30 minutes when you wake up, your brain is very much in an alpha state, i.e. you're like a sponge. You're gonna absorb everything. Right, so okay. if your thoughts are, oh, life's crap, weather's crap, everything's crap, my life's miserable, oh, I have to go to work, oh, I have to go to business, oh, I've got client meetings, Yeah. that's great. Basically, you're programming your life to be crap. Oh, However, I don't want that. No, not at all. <laughs> and this thing, do you know, don't get me wrong, like there's still some mornings I'll wake up and my first thought is, oh, really? My bed is so warm. And then it's like, oh, hell no. Yes. I am not listening to that rubbish. Yes. So instead, what I do is I have written out affirmations. I'll, I'll explain the importance of those in a minute. Okay. There are some people that are like, uh, affirmations don't work. And to those people, I would say, you're just not doing them correctly. Okay. I mean that in a really loving way. And we're here um, to learn, this is it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I start my morning every morning with my affirmations. I'll run through all the things that I I want and believe to happen in my life and to me personally. So give us an example. Some people might not appreciate what an affirmation is. Oh, what absolutely. Would a, what would a... So in terms of an affirmations, these are statements made in the positive and in the present tense for you to move towards and create. So in your brain, yep. you have what's called your reticular activating system, your RAS. Okay. And basically, any information you give your RAS, it's so incredibly powerful, it will basically open your mind to these things. So just to give you a simple example, because okay. that's very technical. Okay. If you want a new handbag. Yes. It's really funny because all of a sudden, what do you seem to see everywhere? A handbag. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same, like, so actually, I've used this one for clients before. Um, for any of you guys in the past, if you've gone on a diet, and can I just say, throw that out the window. Diets are horrendous. We will get on um, to that, for sure. Yeah. Um, but you'll be thinking, oh, okay, you know, I want to be in my swimsuit. And to be in my swimsuit, I don't want to eat any donuts. Now, here's the thing. Your reticular activating system... All it does is it paints pictures in your head to create that reality. Mm -hmm. So, see if you even say don't, uh-uh, it still sees, oh, donut, right, <laughs> amazing. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, there's Greg's, there's new Krispy Kremes. Whoa, since when did they do Krispy Kreme? Donuts are everywhere. everywhere. And I'm using that as an example because... It's so true. Oh, yeah, and I used to be like the donut fiend. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so your reticular activating system, when you say things it's going to bring them into your awareness. Okay. Plain and simple. So with your affirmations, when you're saying things, for example, like, um, I'm looking to meet new friends yep. who inspire me and fill my life with happiness. Do you know what's going to then happen is your brain is going to be open to that. So it could be something as simple as you're standing in a coffee shop and you strike up a conversation with the person behind you because, again, on the conversation of handbags, yep. they've got a cool handbag. That's a human connection. Mm -hmm. That's someone you've got something in common with. And actually, then they might say, listen, this is a bit weird, but 
you know, I come here, yeah, Mm -hmm. 100%. So whatever it may be. Um, Similarly, it could be, what else do I say in the morning? Okay, here's one. Now, this is not in the format I am. Okay. I'll explain that in a wee sec. But I say, I love myself. Nice. And this is not from a point of vanity, ego, or narcissism. This Mm -hmm. is from a point of when you put yourself first. Yeah. When you truly love who you are as a being. Yes. Then you can impart all of that beauty and love to the rest of the world as well. Okay. In terms of saying I love myself, for some of you guys listening to that, you'll be thinking in your head, oh, whatever, and nah, I'm not feeling that, and that's absolutely fine. This is where your affirmation also has to be something you believe. Okay. So instead, you could say something like, I like myself. And again, guys, now I've been in places before. I I actually had a time period last year where genuinely I hated who I was. I I hated me. So that wasn't even believable. But was believable was I want to like myself. Yeah. And sometimes with affirmations, it can be something as simple as if you're not there yet, amazing, bridge that. So I want to like myself or I want to want to like myself. Okay. The main thing is your brain has to have buy-in. And then as you move forward, you can get it to a place of, yeah, I love myself. Okay. You know? um, so, yeah, your affirmations stated in the present, stated in the positive. Yes. Wherever possible, start with I am. And yes. the reason you do that, when you say those two words, I am, your, your mind takes that as a command and it listens okay. to it. So, I am full of gratitude. I am full yes. of happiness. I am excited to work and meet amazing, uh, work with and meet amazing people. Yes. Um, so the first, so first thirty minutes, I'll start rhyming with those affirmations for okay. the day. And will you be wandering about making breakfast? Where will you be, or will you be sitting meditating, doing that? Where would you do that? So normally my routine is I get my so straight up out of bed. I brush my teeth and yep. I clean my tongue. Yes. Because that just clears out all the debris from the day before. Yes. I pick up my sheet of affirmations where I've written them down in green and purple ink because yep. those colours make me feel happy. Um, and then I wake up my baby. My baby is Dexter the French Bulldog. Oh. So again, he's used to mummy talking like a nutter to herself in the morning. (laughs) So I wake up my baby, continue my affirmations, and I take him out to pee. Nice. As I'm doing that, I'm still reading through my affirmations. Okay. What I also then do is I believe it's really important to reconnect with nature. Yes. Because we're all beings. Yep. And what I mean by being is we're all connected to this world, regardless of what your spiritual, religious, or whatever belief is, you know, um, even on a purely chemical and physical level, we all vibrate. The grass vibrates, the trees vibrate. So what I then do while Dexter's having a little sniff around and doing doggy things, Mm -hmm. um, I will, whether it's putting my hands on the grass, putting my feet on the grass, I'll then start going through my prayer. Okay. Now, again, when I say prayer, for anyone who's an atheist out there, um, that's absolutely cool. You can pray to yourself. It doesn't matter who it is. But on a psychological level, if you pray, it actually produces neurochemicals in your mind okay. that allow you to feel a deeper sense of confidence and happiness. So for the Christians out there, for the Muslims out yeah. there, for the Jewish persons out there, for whatever your religion may be, Pray to who and what you believe in. For those that don't have a religion, pray to whatever it is you want to. Okay. Um, for those of you who are more spiritual, again, pray to whatever lights lights up your soul. 
However, it's a case of when, when I'm saying my prayers, you know, I have my own specific, specific belief system. Yeah. But I pray and part of that is giving thanks. Okay. For everything I have. Okay. So, you know, thank you for the air we breathe. Thank you for the beautiful sky. And even if it's blooming well raining, hey, amazing. Thank you that we have rain so that we can actually have the incredible country we have in Scotland. Yeah. Um, so I'll go through those. Then it's back upstairs to hydrate. So for me, it's always a digestive based thing in the morning. So normally okay. a peppermint tea or a ginger tea or a chamomile tea. And then as I'm doing that, I'll go through my gratitude. So okay. gratitude, so saying thank you and saying I'm grateful for are pretty similar. Um, I just, I like to compartmentalize things. So okay. I have my prayer, then I'll go through my gratitudes, which is everything else. So who are the people I'm grateful for in my life? Who are the amazing uh, clients I get to work with? What amazing opportunities have come up that again, I am truly, truly grateful for. So okay. I'll write those things off. So this is still, guys, just for some of you who are saying, oh my gosh, what time does she get up? This is still the first, so we're maybe up to 20 minutes now. Right, okay. So after that, what I'll then do is I'll sit down with my cup of tea and I'll briefly journal. Okay. Again, some mornings, like if it's a day off, I give myself more time. But in terms of my journaling, um, I would say be organic. What is best for you? So talk to us about journaling then, because this is a this was a revelation for me when you spoke about. Obviously, there's the the people keeping diary. Like Absolutely. that's always been something. But for me, you do it. Like it's a very different. Yes. So talk to us about that. Cool. So keeping a diary, that's when you write, okay, so today I met such and such. We had fun. We did this. We did that. And that's great. You know, it gives you a record of your life. Yes. Um, journaling, I would say this is an opportunity for you to truly create a deeper connection with you. Okay. So whether it's writing down questions yep. and creating your own answers, whether it's writing down your thoughts and feelings and experiences of the day, but on an emotional, psychological level, whether it's writing out what are your intentions. So for me personally, what I do every morning is I'll write down my thoughts and feelings. Okay. And part of that is just from a growth perspective. So what were my thoughts that morning? I.e., did I get out of bed and think, oh, for goodness sake? Or did I get out of bed thinking, it's Monday, it's amazing, <laughs> whatever it may be. And that then lets you review and say, mm -hmm. right, I have now had six days in a row where the first thought was, oh, really? Cool. Okay. Amazing. What are you going to do to change that thought? Yeah. Or, okay, cool. How's that serving for you? How's that working for you? Um, the feelings, again, for me, that's on a physiological level as well as psychological. So I'll write down, was I particularly tired? Was I feeling fatigued? Was I feeling energized? Yeah. Um, but also then on the emotional level, was I feeling sad? Was I feeling happy? And that's, again, so you can kind of get a gauge on where you're at. Okay. But also, it then means if you wake up and you feel rubbish that morning, amazing. What are you going to do to change that? Okay. Because why the hell would you want a whole day feeling rubbish? No. I sure as heck wouldn't. No. Um, so I write down my thoughts and feelings. I'll then have my three intentions for the day. Now, these, these I keep separate from my goals. Okay. So, um, for example, my top intention for today was to have amazing interactions yep. with amazing human beings. Wow. Now, okay. this morning alone, so I was running a little late for my train, okay. and I literally, I kid you not, I saw the train pulling in towards the station. I was like sprinting. <laughs> like, 
Never mind you saying Bolt. Kirsty Ray was on it. Oh god. And um, anyway, so I looked ridiculous. Hair was flying everywhere. I was out of breath. So I got on the train, and there was this um, really cute lady, and she turned around to me. So I'm puffing and panting. I'm like, <gasps> so she turns around to me, and she was like, oh done pet you made the train oh so i kind of turned to her wait till i caught my breath so i wasn't like <gasps> wheezing in her face and uh, i was like yeah uh yeah i did catch the train i said i left myself a wee bit short on time and then we just had a wee chit chat now for me that's an amazing interaction yeah and that was an intention i set this morning good um, okay. so your intentions are okay what do you want to happen that day? Yeah. What do you want to feel? What cool stuff do you want to have happen? Okay. Separate from that, I'll write my goals. Now, goal setting is another conversation okay. all in itself. But um, my goals, I plan ahead of time. Yep. I like to stick with three-month goals because I follow the principle of the 12-week year. Okay. Uh, from a strategy point. So I rewrite my top three goals every day, minimum of once a day. And okay. one that's on a psychological level to program your brain to mm -hmm. move towards them. Mm -hmm. And two, uh, obviously I'm a business owner. So from a business point, it also then means my mind is focused on, okay, on a business sense, because one of my, one of my top three goals is very business related mm -hmm. in a business sense. I'm thinking about that. I'm working towards that. Okay. And again, if you look at top earners, yes, money is not the only, you know, KPI, yeah, yeah. but if you look at top business owners and people who are succeeding, they all, and I do mean all, write their goals at least once a day. Right, that's interesting. Okay. Um, so again, I'll write literally verbatim the same things every day in my top three goals. It makes you focus on them. Absolutely. And this is where, you know, for any people, I, for people that know me well, they know I get a bit squirrely and I like, oh, that's shiny. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, that's shiny. <laughs> this keeps you focused. Okay. And it brings you back in to say, yeah, I want to do all these cool things. That's amazing. Great. But what's your current focus? What are you focusing okay. on? And then after that, it's free space for, okay, what? What else do you want to write? Yes. Have you had some amazing dreams you want to talk about? Yep. Did something happen? So for example, last night I was fast asleep. And um, so for anyone who hasn't met a French bulldog, they have this weird screechy thing they sometimes do. It's the most awful is sound. It the, is it the inverted sn sn a snorting thing? It's No, it's... Um, okay, this, sorry guys for everyone listening. It kind of <laughs> goes... It's, oh, it's awful. It's it's honestly, it's the most traumatic thing in the world. So I'm fast asleep. I was having a dream. I don't even know what the heck I was dreaming about. But anyway, so Dexter starts screeching. And I'm like, oh, something's wrong with my baby. Because sometimes he does it for attention seeking, but not generally in the middle of the night. Right, so okay. flew out of bed. I don't even think my feet touched the floor. I was straight through to Dex and he was still half asleep. So I think the wee guy was obviously dreaming. having a, a, a dream. Yeah. So this morning I was writing in my journal that I love the fact, even when you can be in the deepest sleep, yeah. you always know when you're needed by your loved one, yeah. you know, because something as simple as my little baby screeching, cool, okay, I know that I will always be there for him. Yes. Um, and this is with journaling, write down whatever works for you, Okay. you know, it could be something as simple as you wake up that morning, you have an amazing idea, well, yeah. brilliant, put it down on paper. It could be that actually you've had an awful night's sleep, yeah. you're feeling restless and stressed. Yeah. Well, amazing. Write about that. You know, mm -hmm. I actually had an awful sleep. I feel stressed. 
Why do I feel stressed? Well, actually, it's because I know I have this going on in life, this going on in life. Cool. What can I do about that? Well, do you know what? I can block out a bit more time for me. So it's almost like it forces you to deal with things that are going on. So rather than waking up and thinking, oh, I feel stressed, I don't know why I feel like this, you've written it down, so you're looking at it and you're 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 working through your own things that you've got going on. Yes. And do you then go back and read through your journals? 100%, absolutely. Is that quite an important part of it? I would say hugely. It's, it's essentially a way for you to reflect on your journey. Mm-hmm. So for so many of us, especially women, we are totally awful at recognizing our achievements and especially culturally in Scotland mm-hmm. we kind of we don't want to shout from the rooftops how amazing we are yeah and you know even when I think of my clients and the incredible things they're doing it's like guys man tell the world you're brilliant you're mm-hmm. wonderful um so it lets you gauge from where you've been to where you are now okay it also lets you process emotionally stuff you've gone through. Yep. So I think sometimes we can hold on to things. Yes. And going back and reading them with a new perspective, it also, if we go back to the thought, feeling, action that yep. we touched on earlier, you know, you maybe had an experience and at the time it was, it was awful, it was stressful. You go back three months later where you have the advantage of perspective mm-hmm. and you have the wisdom of time you've gleaned. You read that and all of a sudden that original thought changes. Yeah. And when you change that original thought, the feeling and the action change. So even if it was something three months ago, you can behaviorally change yourself and move yourself forward just from rereading your journal and having that change in your mind. Um, as well as that, it also lets you gauge, cool, are the same things cropping up time and time again? Okay. Um, and what if they are? What if they are? Brilliant. What are you going to do to change them? Okay. So um, I think sometimes, you know, we'll base our lives on environment, Mm -hmm. i.e., you know, whether it's people in your environment and you say, oh, that person always makes me feel stressed or, oh, when I'm there, I always feel upset or, oh, when I'm doing this. In the nicest way, you're full of crap if that's what you're saying to yourself. Okay. Because you're the common denominator and you can then step into that control and say, cool, okay, well, this keeps happening again and again and again. What do I need to do? Okay. Um, so I know for myself, what I used to do, I used to want to be bloody Mother Teresa and save everyone. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a positive way. I, I was doing it from a really selfish point in that, oh, yes, I want to be this amazing part, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I'm very much not in that place now okay. because the reality is no one needs to be saved. Yeah. We're all incredible and brilliant ourselves. Sometimes we don't realize that. Yeah. But no one needs to be saved. Everyone can save themselves. 100%. Um. But what I would do time and time again is I would end up in friendships or relationships where you're looking to you're looking to save someone and that's not healthy mm. because one, you're not coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, the overall motive, yeah, I want to help them is there, but you're not you're not coming from a good place because you're seeing them as broken. No one's broken. Okay. We're absolutely not at all. You okay. know, sometimes weird stuff's happened and we're behaving in a way that doesn't suit us, but no one's broken. Okay. Um so for me, I would see that time and time again, I would be in friendships where it's kind of like counseling sessions, okay. you know, and you'd leave feeling like rubbish and you'd leave feeling deflated. And it was then when I looked back at it, it was like, okay, Kirsty, what what's going on here? Yeah. Because you keep doing this again and again and again and again. So what needs to change? And the reality was I needed to change mm-hmm. and I needed to say, do you know what? I love those people. 
and I want to send them all the kindness and happiness in the world, we're just at different stages now and this is not healthy anymore because in those situations, all you're doing is trying to play counselor or whatever. It's not actually an equal friendship. Yeah. And it's also keeping them in a place of, you know, they're not standing on their own two feet because they've got this energetic crutch where yeah. they have you there. Um, so, so just as an example, you know, yeah. I'm a big believer in looking at your relationships, whether platonic, romantic, etc. Yeah. First question is the pub test. Okay. If you met that person right here, right now in a pub, would you be friends with them? Okay, that's interesting. And see if the answer is no. What are Why? You doing? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. um, because we all we all grow as people, and sometimes we grow in different directions, and that's mm -hmm. fine. That's okay. Yeah. Um, the second thing is, how do you feel when you have those interactions? Yeah. Or more importantly, how do you choose to feel? Mm -hmm. No one can make you feel anything. Yeah. So for any of you, they're like, oh, my pal, they make me feel like this. They make they make you do nothing. You do that yourself. Okay. So if you're spending time with people and you leave those situations, you're like, oh, that was so draining. Yeah. I'm so tired. Yes. I'm stressed. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Absolutely. Why are you doing yeah. it? And don't be wrong. Like sometimes in the workplace, you know, you have to look yeah. at different approaches. So you maybe have a boss or a colleague um, and you think, oh, okay, I get stressed when I'm around them. I get this. I mm -hmm. get that. Amazing. And I'm saying amazing because great. What can you learn? Yeah, for you to change how you are in that situation. Yeah. And when you change your behaviors to other people, their behaviors to you will change. Okay. So, for example, if you're used to always playing counselor with your friends, yeah. when you spend time with them and the first question you ask is, oh, listen, honey, I haven't seen you in ages. What are the best things that have been happening in your life? Yeah. You're changing the environment because instead it's like how are things? Oh, let me tell you, this is rubbish. This is rubbish. It's like no. What are the best things? Exactly. Let's keep this on a high. The same way in the workplace, you know, if you've had conflicts or interactions, you know, um, change that. You know, mm -hmm. ask the person, what was the most amazing thing that happened at your weekend? Or okay, listen, you know, I know we've had some setbacks. What can we do to make things better? What yep. can we do to improve the situation? How can we learn from this? Yes. Um, so yeah, slight tangent, but in terms of using your journal, it's a way for you to re-reflect on things. And it okay. could be something as simple for any of the women there, if you're on a new exercise plan or eating mm -hmm. plan or something like that. Yeah. Amazing. It's a way for you to gauge how things are going. So I, um, I found out last year that I have polycystic ovary syndrome, mm -hmm. which basically means, um, in, in my body, I have elevated levels of estrogen. Mm -hmm. My hormones are better out of, bit out of whack and it can do other things. So for me, I started, well, first off, completely revamped my um, diet okay. uh, from a point of balancing hormones, but also external influencers. So I looked at reducing stress because mm -hmm. that affects your hormones. Okay. Um, I looked at reducing exposure to anything that affects your hormones, so like artificial fragrances, etc. Okay. Um, and from a journaling point, I started noting down, okay, how are my moods? How is this different? How is this different? Mm -hmm. And what it then allowed me to see was when I was behaving based on hormonal response. Mm. So for for us women, we know what it's like. You get premenstrual, you become a bit of a different person. You know, you yes. kind of you maybe want to kill people Cadbury and then you're happy. your only friend. Oh yeah, and it's all about <laughs> I just want to feel better and cry and then I want to strangle you because like oh my word I'm a dragon. Doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like that that um from a journaling perspective, all of a sudden fast forward, it was like huh, okay, well, I, I felt like this. 
it didn't really feel like me. However, I'd had a donut. So yeah, I was still very big on the donuts last year. <laughs> I love the donuts. Uh, oh my God, no, do you know, I gained three stone. It was terrifying. So yeah, I was still very much eating loads of donuts back then. And the funny thing was I was then monitoring what happened afterwards. So eating loads of donuts. And I would see that, see within about two hours, mm-hmm. I'd feel like absolute rubbish. Right. I'd feel an instant dip. That wasn't a real dip. That was partially sugar, partially then the hormone response to sugar. Okay. And I didn't, if I'm brutally honest, I had a period from, I would say about March to June last year, I was so strict with my eating, but to the point actually it wasn't fun. Like I went to the other extreme. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, Then I went back on the donuts and every other piece of rubbish um, all the way through to October. And it was so funny because you could see from a, a journaling point, mm-hmm. when you were not yourself, i.e. there was a physiological and psychological response from what you were eating. Yep. And then October onwards, it was like, nah, do you know what? You live once. How do you want to feel? Well, I don't want to feel like shit. Yeah. So I'm going to cut that nonsense out. I am going to eat great. And yeah, on occasion, I am going to eat junk food. That's fine. However, I'm also going to be mindful that... I will feel like rubbish afterwards. Right, okay. And that's cool because I'm also then aware this isn't real. Yes, okay. I.e., okay, I've maybe had a couple of glasses of Prosecco. I've had a cheeky wee treat that's laden with sugar. Do you know what? (laughs) See, tomorrow I'm not going to feel amazing and that's okay because I will then over and above do extra wonderful things to lift myself up. Okay. Because on a physiological level, I am responding to what I've put in my gob. So your journal, whether it's whether it's um, eating well, changing yes. that plan, changing your thoughts, changing your behaviours, it lets you see your progress. Yep. And one thing that I would recommend to everyone, whether it's once a month, mm-hmm. once a week, once every three months, when you go back through your journal, actually give yourself a little bit of time to write about your successes. Okay. And recognise what brilliant things you're doing. That brilliant thing could be something as simple as making making sure your kids got their school uniforms. Like, heck, yeah. my kid's a French bulldog. Getting him to eat his breakfast when he's having a strop is enough of a stress. Yeah. So hats off to all the parents. All the mums, of course. Um, but yeah, look at everything you're achieving. Yeah. And give yourself some time to actually write down that awesomeness. You know, you are brilliant. And it's giving you the permission to say, okay, well, what have I done that's great? Okay, that's so, yeah. brilliant. God, wow. So after your journaling, is then that you're ready to start the day? Is that um, your... No, it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we're now at kind of 30 to 45 minutes by this point in the morning. And then it's a case of brilliant. You've started getting your mind into a beautiful place. Okay. What are you going to do for your body? Because dang girl, your body is carrying you through everything. Of course. So this is where the exercise comes in. Okay. And again... I go with the flow. So what do I mean? This morning, I gave myself 10 minutes for exercise because Mm -hmm. in the nicest way, there were other things I was fitting in. Okay. So whether your exercise is five minutes dancing to Taylor Swift, 10 minutes with some hardcore dance music, 15 minutes with your rock and metal because you're going to hammer out high intensity interval training. (laughs) Whatever it is. Yeah. You made that sound really fun there. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just like, putting that out there. No. Like, not a massive exercise man, but now I want to do oh that. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah, mu- music is beautiful, you know. Yeah, because I'm an exercise it, fan. That's um, sorry. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, because music, music lets you choose how you want to feel. So, again, when you exercise, 
And ladies, this can be something as simple as dancing around your kitchen like an umpty in your pajamas, yeah. or in my case, my unicorn okay. onesie. <laughs> um, Again, sounds very fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, what it does is physiologically, it's going to boost your metabolic rate. Physiologically, you're going to start producing more of those amazing neurochemicals that I mentioned earlier for feel good. Mm -hmm. And physiologically, it improves your blood flow. So basically all over, you're kind of getting your body set for the day to feel good. Mm -hmm. And again, it can be something as simple as a mini jive in the kitchen. Yeah. You don't need to be doing bloody gymnastics. Yeah. I would highly recommend though, do something. Yeah. Even just five minutes of, you know, just like know, shaking your arms, you're, shaking you're your body. So right, I, when I get up in the morning, I have, I have to take my wee baby haggis for a walk. So for me... As much as it might be raining outside or it might be whatever, you think to yourself, she needs it. Yeah, And absolutely. so do you. So get out. Yeah. <laughs> Take her for a walk. She loves it. And then by the time you come back, you feel, right, I am ready to start the day. Yeah. You do feel happier. What do you think? So you think high intensity. So things like yoga, potentially not so good to start the day or... I would say this is personal preference. Yeah. So... In my opinion, there's no one size fits all with exercise. Okay. Um, I'll also do yoga. Um, I I love a high intensity interval training. Okay. Because for me, it also ha I'm grossly competitive, grossly grossly <laughs> competitive. So for me, a high intensity interval training, it's like right, we're getting in the zone, and it's kind of like that GI Jane mode of yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do one more crunch, and I kind of want to die right now, but it's okay. I'm gonna push through it. Okay, great. Um, whereas other mornings. I just want zen. Yes. I just want to stretch. Yeah. I just want to go through it with some generally metal music in the background. Great. So um, again, you know, it's doing whatever works yeah. for you. But I would say choose your form of exercise based on what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And ladies, see if that particular exercise bores the heck out of you. Dear Lord, why the hell are you doing it? Yeah. Cut that rubbish out. Go do something fun. Okay. So some of you may love swimming. Some of you may just want to go for a walk. Yeah. Some of you may just want to dance in your kitchen please 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 do something that's fun yes um i i love i'm gonna use the word punishing i mean that in a healthy way i love punishing myself with that high intensity interval training workout because it is it is like oh right i've got to push i've got to push yeah hey whatever floats your boat for some people you you're like oh hell no good don't do that then. yeah do what you love. Maybe you love Tai Chi. Maybe you love gymnastics. Maybe you love doing a burlesque performance with your chair listening to Britney Spears. Yep. Whatever it is, do that and make it work for you. So okay. as I said, this morning, I had a really brief exercise. That's cool. Other mornings, I'll feel like, yeah, I want to go for a run in the park. Okay. And I want to spend 45 minutes doing it. Um, but then it's tying in your body yes. physiologically. And then the final thing for me is meditation. Okay. And whether you want to meditate, practice some mindfulness, even go through your own self-recorded hypnosis. Yeah. Even five to ten minutes. What it does, first and foremost, it calms your mind. Okay. So you've already set your mind up for uh, an incredible day ahead with everything you've done up till then. It's also a case of saying, before I fully immerse myself in the day, I actually just want a little bit of quiet time. Okay. And that lets your mind essentially come into the day, open to opportunities, open to new learnings, and also with a sense of peace and calm. So then that's you set for the day? Yes. Yeah. Do you do the same thing at night? Nighttime routine, slightly different. Okay. So nighttime routine, um, what I recommend is take time to get any rubbish out of your head. So whether that's just after dinner, whether it's a little bit before bed, 
any thoughts or feelings or ideas, just get them down on paper. So I've got um, I've got a book where I write all of that down. That's separate from my journal. So this okay. is just brain dump, get that right, stuff out. Okay. I then have my diary, and it's an old school paper diary. Nice. Um, so my paper diary is, what am I doing the next day? Okay. And the reason I write that down is it then means my brain can switch off. So I'm not going to bed thinking, oh gosh, I've got to do that, I've got to buy that, I've got this client, I've got that work. Nope, it's all there and I know what I'm doing. Part of that will also be based separately from my, my goal setting and okay. planning that I do myself. And then that means my brain is free to do what it wants. Um, so the last thing I will always do before bed is I'll visualize my morning, i.e. for the next morning. So I've programmed myself to be a morning person. I used to be the biggest douche in the mornings. Like you you, you couldn't even talk to me if I hadn't had a cup of coffee. Whereas oh. now I'm that person who, it's sunshine and it's wonderful. It's like the guy from um, Friends. Oh, and he's like, 100%. morning is here. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm that person. It's like, oh, the eyes are open. Oh, great. Yes, let's be chirpy. Um, but yeah, so I... I still habitually, I'll visualize my morning the next morning. So getting up, turning my alarm off, sorting my dog and all that jazz. Okay. And I'll visualize myself being happy and I'll play out how do I want the next day to look. Okay. And again, this is tying in your reticular activating system. Yeah. Um, and for any of you guys who, you, you know you potentially have awkward conversations or stressful things coming up, this is such yes. a powerful tool. Play it out in your head and see that situation in a way that's beneficial for both parties, okay. whether that's coming from a place of more kindness, whether it's a pl uh, coming from a place of actually you're reigning in your emotions. So I'm a Taurian and I can get a bit red rag to a bull sometimes where okay. I'm just like, ah, okay. and then it's a case of because I will have seen the night before how I wanted to play out, then it allows you to kind of rein that stuff and say, okay, yes, I'm feeling annoyed. I'm feeling miffed, but how do I actually want this to play out? No, okay, I want this to be a good feeling. Yeah. Um, and then it's bedtime. And out with that, you know, I, I will always find time, whether it's in the morning, during the day or at bedtime, for reading and learning. Okay. Um, and that's where you get all your, your knowledge yes. from. You're so knowledgeable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always learning, always learning, yeah. That's a and, good way to be. Yeah. And it, it, it again, you know, our brain is a muscle. Yeah. If you want your, your your muscle to continue to improve. Now, guys, I'm not saying your brain's going to become huge and you're going to have this giant cranium and skull. <laughs> but what I mean is if you want that muscle to improve, work it. Exercise. So, yeah, whether whether that's listening to podcasts, yep. um, like this, for example, yeah. whether, it's, um, whether it's reading books, whether it's doing courses. Like, I... I actually have a binder, it's ridiculous, I have a binder at home with every uh, professional training course and qualification I have. The thing is ridiculous and yeah, yeah. It's, it's from a place of, you know, when you're an eternal student of life, yes. your mind can always grow, you can always grow and it doesn't have to be like professional certified course, it can be anything. Yep. You might want to learn how to sew, yep. um, you might want to learn you know, how to make little jackets for dogs. Yep. I'd love to do that but my dog would hate me so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, give yourself time every day to learn something new even if it's that five minutes to read something okay very very good wow god i'm just i'm sitting here just with all these facts of the day going through my head so you know that's brilliant so if we were to if we were to round this off then garcia yeah. with your say let's say your top three tips top three on leading a healthy happy life 
what would you say would be your top three tips? Cool. Top three tips for leading a healthy, happy life. Tip number one, um, which for me is the most important thing, is put yourself first. Okay. And by this, I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean it coming from a place of love. So by putting your, yourself first, the easiest way I find to do that is first and foremost, that affirmation. I love myself. Okay. Or I like myself or I want to like myself, or I want to like myself. I want to want to like myself. Build up to I love myself. Okay. And in every situation, whether it's picking your lunch, whether it's arranging to meet up with a friend, yep. whether it's you're just about to have an awkward conversation, ask yourself the question, if I truly loved myself, would I, or would I not? So if I truly love myself, would I buy that food right now? Yeah. And you know what? In some cases, the answer is going to be yes, even with junk food. Yeah. In some cases, and this is where, please listen to your intuition, guys. Listen for the real you. In some cases, it's going to be like, no, put that damn thing back and get yourself a kale, delicious kale salad. Okay. Or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. It also then means, you know, when, when you're going into awkward conversations, if you have paused, ask yourself this, that question, if I truly loved myself, yeah. you're gonna be coming from a place of love. And this is not even on an airy fairy spiritual level. Yes, that is hugely important to me. For some of you guys, you're not into that and that's absolutely yeah. fine. But it's coming from a place of, when you come from love, you're gonna be behaving in a way that is absolutely true to you. Okay. There's gonna be no, excuse my language, bullshit there. There's gonna be no other nonsense. So tip number one, you know, come from that place of putting you first and loving you. Okay. Um, cannot stress that enough because it will hugely impact every other area of your life. Um, tip number two is remember you're in charge of your life. Okay. With everything you do. So what that means is if your health's not where you want it to be, remember you're in charge of that. Yeah. What do you want to do to change that? Mm -hmm. And that is a daily thing. And when I say health, I mean that in the broadest sense. I'm not just talking about your weight and your fitness. I'm talking about your mental health. Yep. You know, remember you're in charge of that. Yep. And again, for any of you guys listening, whether you've experienced depression, low mood, anxiety, anything like that, guys, you know, this is a journey for you mm -hmm. with, with any aspect of health. Like it's like taking a bath. You don't take a bath today and expect to be clean to and be clean tomorrow. You take another bath. With your, with your health and your weight, you don't expect to eat an extra apple today and then be three stone lighter tomorrow. That's not going to happen. You're going to consistently work on that. Yes. Same with your mental health. You don't just read one great book, never do anything again and expect to be happy all the time. Remember you're in charge of your life yes. and you can take those things forward. Okay. And number three, be precious with who you're spending your time with. Okay. And again, it doesn't matter whether you're going to the gym, whether that's in the workplace, the people you spend your time with will hugely affect who you are. Okay. So if you're spending your time with people who are full of negativity, who are moaning all the time, who are not happy with their situation, who don't want to take charge of their lives, and you want to take charge of your lives, be full of positivity, etc., sweetheart, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And I know for some of you listening just now that that's going to feel a bit sore, but I'm being honest, you choose who you spend your time with, as I already said with point two. Yes. So decide now 
what people do you want to be around because that will shape everything. If you want to be fit and healthy, yeah, spend time with people who want to be fit and healthy and are moving towards that. If you want to have positive mental health, again, spend time with people who are on that journey. And I'm not saying, you know, you have to say goodbye to all your friends, even have the conversation with them and say, guys, you know, I now want to do X, Y, and Z with my life. You know, I want to feel X, Y, and Z. How does that sound to you? Yes. Um, so I know I'm being quite broad and generalistic. No, but they're but good. Yeah, three, it's three good starts yeah, for people to yeah focus on and see a difference. Yeah, it means that you're you're essentially coming from a place of looking after you. Yep. Being aware that you are in control of your life. Yes. Yeah, there are some things out with your control, but you choose how you feel. You choose how you respond, how you act. Yes. And you also choose the people you want to be around. So, yeah. Top tips. Top tips there. Thank you so much for being on the Glasgow Girls Club podcast. I could talk to you all day. No, thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, thank you for your time. It's been an amazing start to the day. Oh, brilliant. Thank you, Kirsty. <laughs>